Hey, SBJ here. Just wanted to let everyone know that we have some Pokemon Podcast merch up on PokemonPodcast.com. So if you want shirts or artwork or stickers or anything like that, uh, it will all those fun uh, all, all those sales. I can't talk. All those sales uh, help support. It's super effective and the podcast. So if you are interested in that stuff, you can head over to PKMNCast.com. And there's a store button right in the menu bar. So check out that stuff. And uh, if you're interested, cool. If not, no big deal. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 266th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, SBJ. It's super effective. With me today, I have Will. Yeah, I was going to say that we're um, fortuitous because I just hatched a Snubble in Pokemon Moon, and that that launch didn't go so smooth. So maybe the Snubble is actually a sign of danger to come. In Pokemon Go? And or just danger sitting right here. No. No, for this program, for oh, this, this recording. This recording, I see. This disaster that we're about to stumble into. Travis. This bad thing we're about to do. Yeah, Travis, you're back. You're here. It's true. I, I've been gone so long that some, some. I feel like a lot of incredibly important things that happened in my life. First of all, I'm, in, first of all, I'm engaged now, which is uh, a big deal. But perhaps more importantly, I like Zelda now. What? Which is a thing? Which is a thing I didn't like before. I oh, know that's I a lie. Like All right, You've let's get brainwashed. No, my, my, let's, let's talk my, about the important thing right now. Yeah, Zelda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first off, when you say that you're engaged, that means like to be married to another human being, right? Correct. So wow. Travis proposed to a Nintendo Switch. And I did. Well, okay. Fell in love with Zelda. <laughs> so my fiance carly uh, basically told me like you never buy anything for yourself so i mean that's kind of noted on the show right that i have the launch version of whatever handheld console comes out i never get the upgraded ds or 3ds or anything i always end up with just with the launch one and i never upgrade so it's documented on the show that i never get anything for myself so she told me that i should buy a thing for myself and so i bought a switch and there's like one uh game on the switch so nope, uh, nope. even though i don't wrong wrong even there's though I, Puyo, even Puyo Puyo I, tetris i'm yeah, yeah I, I know i would be terrible at it I, I'll, I'll probably get it at some point along with uh snipper clips or snipper clippers whatever it's called anyway uh so i bought zelda and it's a good game turns out all that legend of zelda had to do to win me over was make a game that's actually like good and fun turns out that's the only thing they needed to do to make me like it how rare i, don't I thought know, you were man. going the to last say couple that carly's said... pretty different yeah i thought you were going to say that carly um said that you never buy yourself anything so she was like here i bought you a ring because you never buy anything for yourself and i was like <laughs> that would be like the lamest proposal ever that was not how she proposed to me was it over it was... some like freshwater cod or something like that no we were uh we were at the the gorgeous beach of lake michigan at a kind of tucked away park that isn't visited too much so uh, i think you're giving folks on the beach i think you're giving lake michigan too much credit 
our side of Lake Michigan is actually quite beautiful. You just happen to live on the bad side of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you going to tell me that there's no freshwater cod in Lake Michigan? I mean, like, I don't know anything about fish, but it, the, we weren't like eating it. Didn't you do a whole like segment on Twitter about this particular fish that is p- popular in Grand Rapids? Uh, I mean, there's a lot. That's not what the city is called, but also, uh, yeah, perch. There's a lot of perch. That's perch, uh, cod. It's all the same thing. What a weird name. That's your show for you guys today. We'll see you next week. I like Zelda now. (laughs) Good, good. Uh, I don't want to dwell too long on Zelda, but how how far are you? Is there a a shrine? Shrine number? Oh, you beat it. I've done 90, 91, 92 shrines, something like that. All right. Out of 120. 120. How many did you get all 900 Korok seeds? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> I'm not a... I, I, I'm not going to torture myself. <laughs> I know you do get something. You get something apparently, quote unquote, cool when you get all 900. I don't know what it is. How, how would a person feasibly do that without using the internet? I mean, like, that has to be the only way, right? Or I guess, you know, when you over, when you look at the map, there's something everywhere. So you could look at pockets of nothingness on the map and go, there's probably a Korok seed there. That would take so long. Although I kind of did that with Skyrim when I went on my quest to find every location on the map without using the internet. And I did. Well, let me, this is, this is a show about Pokemon. Who would have guessed? Let me, lay, let me lay out the show here. Uh, we're going to be recapping some news on Zelda, and then we got some emails about Zelda, <laughs> and then we're going to do our Zelda of the week. So, <laughs> no, we got some Pokemon news with uh update to Sun and Moon, Pokemon Go stuff, then we have some emails, and then Travis is back for our Pokemon of the week, which will be Vanillax this week, and that will be our show for you guys. So let's kick that off with some Pokemon news. First bit of news here is Magikarp Jump was released in Italy, also known as Splash Magikarp. I think it was uh, it's known in Japan, but apparently not out in Japan. The freemium, this is off Bubblepedia, the freemium mobile game Pokemon Magikarp Jump is now available on, uh, for iOS in Italy after being announced in Japan in February. The game is currently not available for Android. Although the game has been localized from Japanese to English, French, Spanish, Korean, and Chinese, it is currently not available in these languages. The release of the game has not officially been promoted, although I do think the Italian Pokemon Twitter account did tweet about it a day or two ago. So why Italy first? Who knows? You got a lot of Magikarp over there. There's a lot of water. Maybe somebody running the... Italian app store accidentally hit the publish button and and then they just had to roll with it. Yeah, right. They just had to, like it makes no sense that even 24 hours after the Italian release it didn't show up anywhere else. And now it's been 5 days, 6 days since it's been out and still nothing. Yeah, oh, I uh, I don't have any theories for you. It's strange. It looks cool. Yeah, I um I looked in the app store this morning and it wasn't there, so confirmed it's not there. Yeah, my only guess is is somebody else will be getting it this week. I can't imagine Italy is just gonna have it early for like a month straight. Next, the Vatican's gonna get it. <laughs> uh, we'll report more on that 
on that game Do when it comes out. Do we know anything about it? Like, what it is? It, yes. Uh, okay, so it's based off a another mobile game called Survive Mol- Mola Mola. I, I don't know what that means. Well, that's what the, well, that's what the other game is. And that exists in the Google Play oh, Store. Oh, wait. And in I iTunes. Think I, I think I played that. It, uh, it has, according to their description, it has 5 million downloads. I think I played this. I mean, briefly, because at this point I was using a terrible phone for, um, that is like a, a phone that you should give someone like as a punishment. So it didn't run very well. But Carly really wanted me to play it because she was playing it at the time. You play as like a fish. I don't even remember what yeah. you do, but I think you have like stats that increase or something. Yeah, and there's weird that, like cutscenes right. that are like really silly. And you have to get bigger and bigger. This is yeah. what I'm seeing from the internet. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yes. that game I was thinking of. Yeah, it's. I mean, like you can go to if you want to know what Magikarp Jump Splash Magikarp. If you want to know what that game is, you can, it's, it's survive exclamation mark, Mola Mola, M-O-L-A, M-O-L-A, two words, uh, but it's free in, in iTunes. It was last updated May 17th, 2017. Correct. And it has in-app purchases. Wow. Yeah. Splash Magikarp does too. Oh. I like how the description doesn't actually describe the game itself though. I mean, it kind of does. If you look at the little pictures, that basically the Mola Mola is very frail. Oh, here we go. We got a how to play. Don't let your Mola die. Grow your Mola to the world's biggest 2.5T class. How to play. Number one, eat ocean creatures to gain weight. All right. Sounds like a Saturday night. Uh, Number two, test your luck and go on adventures to gain weight. Number three, strengthen your mola and gain weight. Number four, death is not the end. Start a new game. Molas get stronger when they die. Oh, they, what? Yeah, they die a lot, and then, like, you spend, like, the points. I think, ah, gosh, it's all a blur, but I think when you die, then you get the points associated with whatever score you had based on how large you got, and then you can spend those points on, like, abilities for your future molas. Oh, so it's like trimps. Okay, now I'm starting to understand. I'm going to download Mola Mola, and if we don't get Magikarp Splash within the next week, I'll at least have something to report on here. Cool. Second bit of news is Pokemon Sun and Moon version 1.2 patch is now available. A patch for Pokemon Sun and Moon brings the version... Brings the game up from version 1.1 to 1.2. This patch fixes a large number of bugs. Battle videos saved prior to the update cannot be played or shared. It fixes the following. A glitch involving Spiky Shield and Skydrop that caused the user of Skydrop unable to move or switch out if it faints due to the damage from Spiky Shield. Number two. A glitch that caused all activities in Pokepelago to complete if the date was changed to a new month. I don't know if that's a glitch. It's more of just people changing the date. Yeah. Uh, Number three, a glitch that caused a game to crash if the player used an evolution item, with that item being the last item in their bag. Number four, a glitch that sometimes prevented Scatterbug from learning egg moves. Number five, a glitch that allowed eggs to be given items 
under circumstance, <laughs> some circumstances. That's, I don't know. That's that seems, not a glitch. That seems pretty sweet. If I have a focus band, let me put it around <laughs> the egg. I don't see any problems with that one. And the last one, a glitch ending the tournament when pre-registered for an online friendly competition. Uh, E.g. entry gets canceled or the battle team gets unlocked. So you want to talk about glitches. I got a, um, a, a vanillish egg, vanillite egg from one of my friends yesterday. And he has all of his Pokemon in Beast Balls. And literally the egg came over in a Beast Ball. And it was like, oh, you're kind of giving away the spoiler there, folks. <laughs> but yeah, also the important thing is you, you lost all your battle videos too. You can't view your old battle videos after you do the update. That's which weird. Is really sad. I haven't experienced any of those glitches. I don't know if you guys have. Nah. They're pretty niche, right? Like, I can't imagine using an evolution item when I don't have anything else in my bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, like, breeding an epic for an epic Vivillon sweep. Like, Vivillon, <laughs> sorry if my French pronunciation is incorrect. Yeah, like, uh, so, like, Scatterbug isn't going to be too relevant to me. So, I, I have not, personally. You know, update your games if you haven't. There's also the, we reported on this last week, but the Lycon Rock is still available at your Game Stops until June 15th, I think the day is. I don't have it up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's June 15th or sometime into June. Some more news here is Pokemon Go now has an official Instagram app. Sorry, Instagram account. I'm giving you guys breaking news here. <laughs> I mean, I saw that on my Twitter feed and I was continued to not be excited at all. I do not have an Instagram account, so there'd be no reason for me to have a How? Dude, you got to get with it. You're you you take you take the photos, Travis. Yeah, but I don't correct. I don't know if you know this, but Instagram is only for photos and spam accounts, but for photos I understand, mostly. I I understand that, but I just don't I don't like it. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I mean, I'm surprised because, you know, Tom from MySpace actually gives, like, his, photo His taking. photos are amazing. And he's, yeah, and he's on the Instagram, and you, he, he actually, like, gives little mini lessons on how to take good photos on Instagram. Tom from MySpace. You think I, you think I, need, you think I need tips from MySpace, Tom? <laughs> MySpace, Tom. Tom from MySpace. My, Tom from MySpace has a lot of money, probably the world's most expensive camera, and goes to the most exotic places because of said money. <laughs> well, okay, so you obviously haven't been watching his lessons because he doesn't have the world's most expensive camera. Oh, really? <laughs> actually... I'd be curious of what camera he has. Oh, oh yeah, no, he, one of the ones he went through, he's like, no, you don't need a really expensive camera. You just need, like, these particular kinds of, um, the receptor, like, the ISO level of the yeah. receptor and everything. But what he does have is that money so he can travel all around the world to all the fantastic places and also enough money to pay, like, other people to just go away so he can have his <laughs> pictures all on his own. <laughs> He's probably using, like, an iPhone 3GS or something. I'm no, working on like a, a Canon or a Nikon. I'm working on a personal portfolio any, anyway. It's just posted on my own portfolio. So I, I'm, I'm doing things. I'm pretty picky about who I follow on Instagram now. I used to follow like everyone, like, oh, you're 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 a Twitter friend, you're a Facebook friend, I'm just gonna follow you. But now I have eliminated it to just people who are taking good photos. Like I don't need a photo of your dinner. But if you're like why, taking why are you still don't follow my me? fiance. <laughs> why why are you following me? Because all I do is take pictures of my pets and my food. 
Yeah, they're not the greatest. Yeah, no. There's a there, there's a couple exceptions, but for the most part, I do want my Instagram feed to be nothing but like photos I go, oh yeah, that looks good. Ah, yeah, that's a good shot. If I go, why is this sentence? Why is this picture worthy? Then you're probably gonna get an unfollowed, unless your name is Will, and then I'll probably keep you. Well, those um those shiny Pokemon I was taking pictures of that was pretty cool. I don't remember. Oh, your bugs? No, that's 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 unfollow worthy. You know what? I don't want to see my but, Instagram feed bugs. But it was it it legitimately was an off colored cicada because the cicadas are usually black, and that one was like light green. It was a le- legitimate real life shiny. I my Instagram is washing the sink. If anybody wants to follow, I can't like, handle comment below pictures of bugs. Well, at least your cat's not eating them. Uh, my cats eat bugs every now and then. No, my my dog is like literally eating all of them as we walk down the street. She's scooping them up like it's <laughs> popcorn time at the movie theater. Speaking of Pokemon Go, they have an Instagram account, but there is also a new special event going on right now. This is off Business Insider. Pokemon Go creator Niantic Labs is currently throwing an in-game celebration dubbed Adventure Week. With reward, with reward and rewards players with a handful of bonuses. One of those bonuses in, includes spawning certain rock type Pokemon, including rare creatures like Aerodactyl. I pulled this article off Business Insider because they have a spawn chart from Reddit user Sarlalda. Anyways, I'm sure that's exactly how it's supposed to be said. Yep, uh, it just shows which Pokemon are actually spawning. For this event, so it's Pseudo Widow, Geodude, Graveler, Golem, Onyx, Omanite, our Lord Helix, uh, Omastar, Kabuto, Kabutops, Aerodactyl, Larvitar, Pupiltar, Tyranitar, Rhyhorn, Rhydon, Shuckle, Macargo, and Corsola. Also, Slugma is definitely also spawning. This chart is missing Slugma. Were you doing the pokey rap? No. But uh, the other benefits of here is... Okay, so this event will also goes to May 25th. Our, the last event... What was the last event? Was it grass? I believe it was. Pretty sure it was grass. It was like three days long. Uh, this event was a full week. Buddy Pokemon only need to walk one quarter of the normal distance to find candy. So it will collect at every three kilometers. Uh, more items will be collected from each Pokestop. There's also a new adventure hat available for all trainers to wear in the game. That hat does not cost any money. And Slugma is fire type only, which is why it's not on the list. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it does it is spawning way more frequently because I've never saw Slugma until this event started, and now I'm seeing hundreds of them. Have you guys been playing? Are you on Adventure Rock over here? Adventure uh, Week. I haven't had the opportunity, but... Um... I mean, you've got your your Apple Watch is now performing adequately for performing Pokemon Go activities. Is yeah. Is what you've told me? Yeah. So I was at the mall yesterday. Irene wanted to go shopping together, which was uh, involved her going shopping and me just walking around the mall in a circle collecting Pokestops. Was I very, have been in this situation with you before. It was yes. a very good bonding experience, right? We're, we're, <laughs> we're still not together, but at least we're at the same, we're in the same building. I tried the poke. I tried the watch, the Apple Watch, because I had nothing but problems problems with it. And so I turned it on. It lasted for about fourteen seconds, and it crashed. And then I did my. This is garbage. I'm very disappointed. And then I did it again, 
and it worked just fine. I was able to, uh, I did a 34 minute walk, I think, throughout the mall. It counted my steps, it counted the time. Uh, it showed me which Pokemon are in the area when I looked at the watch. When I opened or closed the Pokemon Go app, it didn't interfere with the watch at all. It was nice because I was able to get my steps. I was able to hatch eggs, but also check Twitter at the same time. Um, and then at the end, it like built a little workout and then put it into my Apple Health Kit of like, this is how many steps you took. And this was like a 35 minute walk exercise, quote unquote, fill those little activity bars. I was very happy with it. Or maybe I'll, I'm, I'm considered starting uh, walking to work, so I might start Pokemon going as I walk to work. Well, you walk How long your dog. does that walk for you? Uh, to work is two miles. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. The only reason I don't do it is because I have to like get places during the day, but I'm trying to do a, an economic analysis of whether it is less expensive to either pay for the parking at work, which is not cheap at all, or to take a app-based ride-sharing service at the times when I actually need to take a car someplace during the day. And I'll, All right, I'll, I'll be, I'll be over out. here crunching the numbers for you. I got the spreadsheets out. Thank you. I've got those, oh, those old calculators that like print out the result instead of just displaying it. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got, nice. I've got, I'm rocking some abacuses, abacai. Do you have one of those uh, green plastic cat, uh, brim hats yeah, that the I, accountants wear? Will, I was envisioning that exact, I didn't say it, but I was envisioning that exact green visor. Yep, there you go. Are like TI-87s, I don't know what the number is, 89s, are those still a thing? I think they're 84, right? Or TI-82, TI-80, I think it might be TI-84, something like that. Are kids kids still using those, or are they just using their iPhones? Because I feel like an iPhone is way more powerful. I don't think it has, uh, are there graphing calculator applications? There has to be. I mean, probably, yes. TI-84. Um, yeah, all the kids who can afford iPhones, sure. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, th- I mean, those, AT&T's uh, giving them away calculators for like ain't cheap. They're they're At like least they were when bucks. I was in high school. Yeah, think, that's like a lot of money. Yeah, and I'm I'm I I would I would imagine that most kids have an Android or an iPhone or like if you have so even if you say iPhones aren't cheap, whether or not you qualify for an upgrade or not, Android phones are pretty cheap. And I would assume that the Google Play Store isn't restrictive of apps. I would assume right. that the cheapest Android smartphone is probably still more powerful than a TI-84. Yeah. But you don't get Block Dude is the thing. Or Dino Puzzle. Or <laughs> uh, whatever the other games were on there. I, th- I mean, of course, well, there's like a Snake clone or whatever. But I mean, Block Dude but is also- where it was at. The trade-off with a smartphone is you have to have a mobile service plan with a TI-84. You have a calculator and you're done. I want, is there, is there right, a study, but, but, I want a study of like how many kids in school don't have a smartphone or don't have a phone at all. I, I promise you plenty. It, phones are expensive. Not if you just get like a flip phone for your kid on, and it's Steve, like nine ninety nine a month. Get out of that, get out of that uh, upper class liberal bubble you live in exactly get down here to the real world (laughs) the hardcore city of milwaukee as 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 i'm talking to you on an expensive microphone uh pairing my giant desktop computer to my iphone to be able to (laughs) to be able to talk to you on this 
What were we talking about? Oh, Adventure I, Week. Adventure yeah. Week. <laughs> how did we... Whatever. So I played... I was at the mall probably for an hour and a half. Started my mall journey at like 96% on my iPhone. Uh, ended my mall journey in that hour and a half at like 2% on my iPhone. I forgot how playing Pokemon Go nonstop destroys your battery. But I caught a lot of Geodude. And my Pikachu got enough candy to get a Raichu, so I finally have a Raichu. And I got the... I got the Mercargo. I got a bunch of Rhyhorns. I got two Larvitars. I'm in Kabuto City. Nothing but Kabutos everywhere. Uh, Hopefully by the end of the week I'll have a Golem. I'm at like 80 candy for Golem. Or to get a Golem. So I'm, I'm very satisfied with with this event. I also believe Pokeballs are on sale, even though I wouldn't buy Pokeballs just because if I can go to the mall and hit like five stops every five minutes, and and that's fine, but I'm pretty sure Pokeballs are on sale for those that don't have a lot of stops by them. They're 50% off, so it's 50 coins for 20 balls instead of 100 coins for 20 balls, and so on and so forth. But uh, I think the last event, the Grass Week, it was too short, and I don't think it spawned grass Pokemon as frequently as other events did in the past and how this event is doing currently. If if Pokemon Go, if Niantic is doing this, like this one week event once a month, I think that's more than enough to keep people playing. But didn't they advertise that there was going to be some special secret Pokemon as part of this event? I don't think I ever saw that. I think I saw that on the news, or heard it on the news, because I can't watch news anymore, because you convinced me to get rid of cable, and I'll never forgive you for that. <sighs> Save any money. Money and time. A lot of money, yes. <laughs> Speaking of the mall, Squirtle is the next Pokemon headed to Build-A-Bear Workshop. This article is off uh, Polygon. Build-A-Bear Workshop's Pokemon collection is expanding once more. Squirtle, the second best Member of the original starters. Well, that's an, that, that's an opinion. We'll was, be a, this, was this written by a previous guest on its super effective Allegra Frank? It was. She's in, she is in some deep water now. I'm calling you out, <laughs> Allegra. Allegra. I spoke to you once on this program. <laughs> we have some fighting words now. Actually, Squirtle is pretty great. No one's debating. Yeah, that. the best one, not second best. <laughs> we'll be that's, why, that's why there's a problem here. The, the problem is she says second best, but she doesn't say what num- what her number one is. I'm assuming it's it's Charmander, yeah, or no maybe it's Bulbasaur. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Oh, d- you're going to get us in so much trouble. There are people who love Bulbasaur. They are not me, but Bulbasaur is enjoyed by many people. I like Bulbasaur. But let's, let's be let's be frank. My saying nobody like my let's be Allegra Frank. My saying no one likes Bulbasaur will get me in trouble with fewer people than if I had said no one likes Charmander or no one likes Squirtle. That's then you'd be in a heat of trouble. Correct. Squirtle My point is proven. (laughs) Squirtle come in two separate sets. The online only package includes a pre-stuffed plush. A sound chip filled with squirtle sounds, a raincoat, a hoodie inspired by an Ultra Ball, and, ex- and an exclusive Pokemon card. This bundle will cost $60 on Build-A-Bear's website. 
The raincoat and sound chip are only included with the web exclusive, and the raincoat is pretty cute. Uh, it's okay. It's it's kind of see through, and it's a bunch yeah, of red pokeballs. It's really cute. It's really cute. Stuffed Pokemon fans who want to build their own Squirtle can do so at the any of the workshop locations beginning in June. Wrong. I was at the Wait, mall yesterday. Did she, did she actually write stuffed Pokemon fans, which is like the appropriate sentence would be like fans of stuffed Pokemon. That's true. It's not like the fans yeah. themselves are stuffed no, unless you, they just you, you had do, Thanksgiving you dinner. Do, you do stuff your 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 animals at Build a Bear. You do the stuff. Yeah, no, but 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 the term stuffed Pokemon but fans you could say means I'm a, that you could say I'm a Pokemon podcast fan, but that doesn't mean I'm a podcast fan who is a Pokemon. It just means I'm a fan of <laughs> oh, the great program. It's super. Anyways, effective. what were you gonna say? Why is why is she wrong? She says the they had them at June. the Build a Bear. They had them at Mayfair. They had them at my mall. I didn't walk into Build a Bear. I probably would have walked in if Irene was with me. But I didn't want to walk how in. Do you, how do you know it wasn't just like a display that was like a? Was it? Did you actually see the? It was actually. It was. It was like. Squirtles? It was like the. It, the squirtle was like center on a display in the store. It could have been Is, coming okay. soon. It could have been coming yeah. soon. Is walking into Build a Bear on your own a threat to your masculinity? No, I've done it before. <laughs> but it, why couldn't you do it this time? Here's my worry. I would have walked in solo, and I would have bought the squirtle. And then Irene would have been mad at me that she wasn't with me when we stuffed said Squirtle together. And so I This is reasonable. So I thought to myself, if I if I just don't go in, then there will be no stuffing to be had. <laughs> uh these Squirtles will come with a special Pokemon card. They will cost $28 for the Squirtle. That of course isn't inc- including any of the overpriced accessories. Squirtle is the fourth Pokemon to be available at Build a Bear Workshop. Uh, Pikachu, Eevee, and our personal favorite, Charmander. So that that's her number <laughs> one right there. Uh, we eager we eagerly await Bulbasaur, Build a Bear Workshop to round out the collection. Not gonna happen. Yeah, it would kind of be wait, what? Well, Bulbasaur's on four legs. Well, so is Eevee though, and they no, made Eevee. Yeah, so work. are but, but so are bears. Like no, but but the stumpy the- shape and roundness of the Bulbasaur, they it just it, you it does not fit the build a bear. Yeah, format. you know what? You know what else is round? A like a teddy bear. <laughs> it's in their wheelhouse. No, think, but the I like the flower I- on the back, you can't blow the stuffing in and inflate that the same way you can something that does not have an you ornamental don't decoration. Know there, on its back. You don't know that how the technology of stuffing works. Build a bear. How many, yeah, I, I how think, many I build a bears have you built? I think the, the scientists over yeah. at the Build a Bear Corporation can figure it out. If they can figure out how to like, uh, like they they. They cracked the code on the on the My Little Ponies. They've cracked the code on a variety of animals and fun creatures, and they've cracked the code on a number of Pokemon before. And I think I think Bulbasaur is not even a challenge for the great minds at the Build a Bear Workshop. Frankly, well, they do have a Brachiosaurus, but I would say. Uh, <laughs> Look at their uh, Build-A-Bear stuffed Groot and then ask yourself again whether this is something you really want. I refuse to because this is an audio program and I won't be participating in this thing that the two of you keep doing by commenting on the like rain jacket of this Squirtle that I, I that I can't see, the listeners can't see. I'm not I'm not 
It's really cute. And actually, if I could get one in Travis size, I would buy it and send it to you. What is what is Travis size? Uh, oh, is it like a is it a clothing uh, probably item? Probably like a small or an extra small. A rain yeah. jacket. It's dude. a rain jacket. Oh. You know what a stuffed jacket bear. Is? No, I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying a, like a Groot. I thought you were talking about the Groot still. Oh, get the Groot in Travis size. No, I said whatever. You guys I are just twisting said. my I words. <sighs> Last bit of news here before we take a break. I asked a question on Twitter. I think we're going to ask a question once a week so we have something to go off of. Last week, I asked if people were still playing Pokemon Sun and Moon. We talked about that during the interview with Joe from Cerebi. Uh This week, I asked if people were, people were playing the Pokemon mobile games and which one they were playing the most. Choices between Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Duel. Figured I'd leave this up because I thought Splash Magikarp was coming, but I was wrong there. Uh, results, though, are 16% of people prefer Pokemon Shuffle. 10% of people prefer Pokemon Duel, and a whopping 74% of people in prefer Pokemon Go. Yeah, and this just in, water is wet. Like, wh- <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's so harsh. No. I'm kidding. I'm sorry, Steve. It's a very good poll, and you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I did a great job You taking advantage of Twitter's API. Right. I would assume that the people who like Pokemon Shuffle and Pokemon Duel more just don't go out of the house, right? That has to be the the reason. Or they live in a place that's very, very cold. Or they live in a place oh, I with... guess I guess it's still the same. It or ends they live up in being a... the same thing. Or they just live in the middle of nowhere. So even if they wanted to go somewhere, there's still no Pokestops out right. there. Pokemon Shuffle's really good. I have yet to play Pokemon Duel. It's all right. <laughs> it's no Fire Emblem, right? You still playing Fire Emblem? Of course not. Good. New Fire Emblem just came out. Yeah, but it's not. Really? It's on 3DS, yeah. though. It's not on iOS or Android. Correct. Isn't there going to be a Switch one, probably? Yeah. They announced one for Switch. Oh, no. The real news is the, uh, not the Honeydew, um, the Harvest Moon for Switch. Not interested. System Seller, dude. System Seller. Nah, Stardew Valley is already announced on Switch. Yeah, so it's, you've already got it. Yeah, so why would you buy a less superior game? <sighs> All right. With that sigh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, tackle some emails and our Pokemon of the week. Haname. 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 Like I said, lots of Haname. 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 Like I said, lots of Pokemon. On the list, there's a few other anime pronounced correctly. Hadame? No. Hadame? No, 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 no. Somebody say Hadame? Hadame. No. And we are back from our break. Gonna tackle some emails here. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send us an email at sbj at pkmncast.com. Dot com, or you can go over to PokemonPodcast.com and hit that contact button. Both will get to the same place. First email here is from Will from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey, Pokemon Masters and SBJ. I hope ever... 
<laughs> I like the implication of that. That you aren't included within Pokemasters. I feel like I play Pokemon more than both of you combined. That's what? probably true. What? I mean, that well, is probably I not true. I mean, it's probably no, true of me lately because I haven't been playing very much. My Go playtime is still Pokemon, and I All play right. Go a, a, a whole lot. But I play Pokemon Moon like every day. How long every day though? Like an hour? Oh, uh, probably about an hour. Yeah. All right. That's like that's seven hours a week. Well, but more on the weekends, and especially because I've been finishing up my... I'm, I'm like six Pokemon away from finishing my Alolan Pokedex. Gonna link that sucker up to Pokemon Bank. Bang. Gonna get the super shiny charm, everything like that. Make a special team for Pokemon Sun, and then it's gonna be even more hours because I'm gonna play Pokemon Sun fresh, <laughs> clean, and the way I want to play it. What about, what, about, what about the Haname? Are you, are you watching? No, because my friend Steve convinced me that not having cable anymore and saving all that money was going to be a great choice. And guess what? I don't have cable anymore. So no Disney XD for me. And no, no, before you say it, I'm not paying $40 a month for PlayStation view. So it's 30. No. It's 30. It, it was 40. The last time I checked, what is it like 3895? No, it's $29.99. I'll reconsider. I'm sure if you, I'm sure if you just wanted Pokemon, there would be a slightly cheaper way to do it. Like on iTunes or something. Nope. Hmm. No, it's like $30 for like 12 episodes. Of, Not of the new one? Uh, Yeah, like you can buy the season pass. Really? Okay, I might actually do that. <laughs> no, Hope, no, because Hope. the new one's really, really good. So I, like, I don't know. Yeah, it is quite good, yeah. I thought it was very kiddish. You well, know, yeah. but it's, it's strange. I literally have people texting me and they're like, they they're like oh I thought it was gonna be stupid but I'm all like sucked into it now that's that came from Zach from North Carolina if anybody's curious um so I mean I'll I'll take that dude's word for it I trust him all right I mean kiddish sure like it's it's a kids show and this iteration of it I think is doubling down on that but you can be a good kids show as I think this is shaping up to be there's a lot of funny jokes in it. Yeah, but Pokemon has never been a good kids show. It's always been a yeah, and now it and now it's approaching that. Like it's it always is getting been closer. below average. Yeah. All right. All right. And you guys want to get into it? Getting, let me just and, let, let me give you the informed viewpoint here. The with the new direction that they're taking, they have actually turned the show or brought the show closer to modern anime, uh, sort of drawing and. Uh, sort of expressive features that are that you see in the the actual anime that you get from Japan, as opposed to a highly westernized, more trying to be cartoon network cartoon type thing. I don't so think it's the animation better. or how it looks has anything to do with the quality of the. Absolutely, 20... no, it, it does. doesn't. No, absolutely, it doesn't. it does. Absolutely not. Like I could watch a Haname from 1980, and it could be poorly drawn, but if it had a compelling enough story. And it wasn't the same thing of Ash discovers a new Pokemon. Team Rocket shows up and something and tries to steal that Pokemon. They blast Team Rocket off. Ash refuses right. to catch said new Pokemon and continues on with his journey. Every single episode. Yeah, I don't want that's that. Not, I want that's a, not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying and is... Everything I said right there has nothing to do with the animation. You can change. But, it could be the best animated Pokemon show of the world, but if it still has those four bullet points, which it's had for twenty-one years, 
I'm not interested. Well, that's not true either. But you can't divorce the animation style from the 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 whole core of evaluating what the quality of the anime is. And now you've completely made me forget what <laughs> my argument was. I'm just saying it's better because it's become more artistic in and more towards modern uh preferences in animation in the actual world of anime the what i would what i would say is that the way the television medium works and specifically the way the animated medium works is that atmosphere or the tone of the show is uh, a result of both the writing and the animation right so the writing calls for the animators to create images of certain physical jokes or like you know physical comedy of things bonking into each other or or whatever and then the animation iterates on that it it creates an iteration of it and then that informs further writing once the style has been nailed down by the animation then the writing doubles down on that style and it creates a sort of um synergistic loop uh that the the function of which is, is sort of the the tone of the show. So I think I'm with Will here that it's difficult to disentangle those two elements from one another. I have only so I saw the first two episodes and then I saw episode three, and episode three fits the same exact medium, the same exact flow as the last twenty years, which was Ash and Company discover a mimic you, Team Rocket shows up. Mimic you hates Pikachu because that's its gimmick. Team Rocket blasts off again. Ash does not catch Mimic you. End of episode. Exactly. Well, right, to be I mean, honest, Mimic you is really hard to catch. No, but th- th- it, regardless, that is the same thing that has happened for the last twenty-one years. Every okay, but, episode but, they introduce a new Pokemon, and every episode Team Rocket interferes, and every episode Ash doesn't catch that new Pokemon. But you're not the target audience for this, right? Like, children are, and children like to see stories where they can expect what's gonna happen. That's yes. not true at all. Enjoy repetition. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know, it is incredibly true. Watch any episode of Power Rangers. Every single episode of that show is precisely the same, except for the few times that they get into the Megazord or whatever it's called, and they're not <laughs> able to defeat the giant monster, and then they need some other superpower from space or whatever that comes, and it gives them that additional power to defeat the giant monster. Other than those few instances... Every episode of the Power Rangers is there are some minions that they fight outside of the suit. Then they go into the suit and there's a monster and they beat it off, but then it gets giant and then they can't fight Excuse it in their me? suits. So then, yeah, the the, the uh, have you ever seen an episode of Power Rangers that they always I fight am, the monster and then the monster's like, said, hey, I know what exactly if I was what the, you're saying, SBJ, what if ne- and you what just if keep ne- going. Okay, Ugh. counterpoint. What if- Digi- Digimon does not have that same flow, and Digimon was definitely more Digimon popular. Digimon absolutely has that same A- flow. Are you kidding me? No, it does not. My not even close. Digimon, and then we're, we get into some other world, and like it's too overwhelming for me and my character, and my Digimon digivolves into something bigger to help us. Get we're getting we're getting it. too far. Same. We're getting too from not- far from the point. The point is, it doesn't matter whether or not this is every single children's program. What matters is that this is an established thing that has that is successful and it does work, and children like they like to see repetition in story. That's a tactic that Pokemon has chosen to employ in throughout its history. And I don't think necessarily that just because that 
style of storytelling doesn't appeal to you specifically, I don't think that necessarily means that your claim is warranted that it mean that it's a bad show for that. I think it just means that you don't want to see that and that's like okay, but I don't think that is any I don't think that says anything poorly about Pokemon or what it does because it does what it does well and that's kind of all I personally ask of media is if uh it's if it sets out a goal that is admirable and then a- achieves that goal then like good it great perfect uh two more examples is Steven Universe doesn't follow that and my little yeah, pony Steven doesn't Universe follow is that incredible Steven Universe is not for children uh okay sure plenty of kids love Steven Universe well, they're wrong. You can't. You can't. The, like sit, I said. The, like okay, I said. The, the, my, my point, the point is, is. Go ahead. The point isn't that. I, the point I'm trying to make is not that every children's program does this, but that a lot of them do, and a lot of children like those programs that do do it. It's an established method of storytelling. Whether or not to us adults it seems repetitive is sort of irrelevant because we're not the target audience for that. I think it is still possible for us to watch it and say. Sure, it's repetitive, but then again, I'm not I'm not the target audience for this, and I think if I were the target audience, I would probably enjoy this. My point is I'm sick of every single year that that everyone keeps telling me that, oh, the Pokemon anime gets so much better. Every single year I hear that. Oh, it's better than last year. It's better than last year. And then I go, does it follow the same format that it does year after year? Well, yeah, but it's still better. No, that's not better. It's just the same. I don't I think I, I mean there so are plenty sick of, way- of 20 years of Team Rocket and and Ash encountering one new Pokémon an episode and not actually doing anything worthwhile with that with that instance. There are an infinite amount of ways in which something can improve that have nothing to do with the story. The- the st- yeah, the plot line. Then why like, am I watching it? If there's no, if because there's no stakes, you enjoy the battle scenes, because you enjoy the the animation style, because you enjoy the particular blend of characters maybe they you like selected the music. for this time. Because you think Silent's really cool and his you know love of collecting stamps. From Spoiler: Silent is, is not cool. <laughs> Silent is awesome. So whatever. The best parts of the anime is when Ash is at a tournament and does battles after battles and even those even those like even in xyz that tournament was really lackluster compared to tournaments in the past if all that truly mattered was the storyline no one would ever do anything other than read books but surprise that's not true at all there's so many shows that are storyline based cartoon or not yes correct but if it were the case that people only wanted storyline there would be no reason to have any visual element. No no production company would waste the amount of money it takes to make a movie or a TV show if all people wanted to do was see a plot progress, because then everyone would just buy books. But they don't. They want to see fascinating uh, spectacle portrayed on screen, in addition, to, uh, married to and, and being uh, and interacting with a uh, story. So I think it's kind of bizarre that... That, that, you know, that your claim I, I, is that your claim is nothing but the story matters. That is why I, I just to me. I just thought of a great parallel, right? Scooby Doo literally did the same thing week after week. Yeah, and and so did and so did, pa- and so did Power Rangers. Like we've established that. And those, you know what? I, you don't cherished... you know what I don't watch? Scooby Doo. 
Okay, so we what we've established is you're the one with the problem, and the rest of the world is fine. Yes, you are right. I am the only single person that hates the Pokemon anime, minus the frequent amount of listeners that tell us not to talk about anime because it's boring, or the other half of the spectrum that want us to talk about more anime because they're interested. But what is there to talk about? Oh, what was the Pokemon this week? Mimikyu? Oh, what happened? Well, you know, Team Rocket got involved like they have for the last 21 years. Okay, where where's the talking points on that? The interesting we ever way done in which the, listeners the interesting wanted. way in which Beware came out of nowhere to uh, to save Team Rocket. I mean, I would I would enjoy a segment of this program where it's just someone telling me how Beware did a funny thing in rescuing Team Rocket this week. That would bring me endless joy. Remember when everyone loved Pokemon Organs? Huh? I wonder why. Oh, because it actually told a story. You know what doesn't tell an actual story? The anime. You know what else I other just, people I, I, loved? That YouTube series. Do you know why? Because it wasn't the same thing. Each one of those I episodes just, told a story. Right, but the, the reason more people we know like those things is because those are targeted for people that, whose ages are closer to our ages. So okay, so then we, why, are, why are you guys saying that the anime is better when it's the same thing and when... It's not. It's not because better. Categorically, it's the same thing. in the history of the anime, it has made a progression, and that progression is an improvement. If the progression you like is only, if the progression is only like the the art style, like that's still not a progression. It's just, it just means they hired a different team. I, I mean, just like, profound, look, I, I profoundly get... disagree with with that claim right there. That a that in an improvement in like improvements in areas other than storyline, like those matter to me, like. I, I'm fine conceding that the storyline itself is cyclical. The same. Sure. I'm fine conceding that. I, I I just happen to appreciate improvements in other areas. And if overall, like most of the areas of the that you could discuss about the anime have improved, then I'm going to say that the anime has improved. Look, I know that the anime is nothing but a commercial for Pokemon. It's nothing but to sell games, to sell trading cards, to sell merchandise. That's all it exists for. I get it. I do not I do not disagree. All I'm asking is for when somebody says the anime is better than it was last year, is for me to watch it and go, Oh, look it, they finally broke the formula they've stuck to. But better doesn't necessarily mean broke the formula. Like yeah, when someone it's, it's, says you're, the you're anime never is gonna better, be satisfied. Yeah, when someone says the anime is better, don't expect it to be different, like a completely different show. Well, like, to me, that's not that... better. Like, I want. Well, I, I think want that's, a story. I mean, that's what we're discovering here right now is that your 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 standards are quite different than are the people who are telling you the anime is better. You are looking for very different things than they are. Like, I would I would also argue cool. that like the the first season had somewhat of I look forward to next week. And I would even argue that the Orange Island season had something where it was like, I look forward to next week. It, for me, it is hard to watch XYZ, Black and White, Black and White 2, whatever, because I've seen almost all those episodes. And I even put on a random episode of Diamond and Pearl like two weeks ago, and that's when we discovered the Bidoof fiasco. I just find it frustrating that when I finish any of those episodes, whether it's Black and White, xy alola that it doesn't feel like they're setting up to the viewer 
There's no like cliffhanger. There's no getting excited for next week. I will agree with you that given the standards that you have laid out, like given your standards of you want to see different stories told, you want to have something that that pulls you towards wanting to watch another episode. If those are your standards, the Pokemon anime is terrible. But those are not the standards to which the Pokemon anime is playing. So I'm going to look at the essentially the criteria by which the Pokemon anime judges itself and and try to judge it by that criteria. And if I see that it's improving in those criteria, I'll say that it's improving. And when people do the same, I, I just don't think you should expect that the anime has specifically catered itself to you, Steve Black Jr. It's what matters the most is when they cater to me. Perfect. But this is why we ha- this is why we have bad anime is because everyone's just so complacent with it. Oh, it's all, it's done it for twenty one years. Who cares if they keep doing it? Like, no, it's been around for twenty years. Probably now is the time to change it. I would venture to say that the new anime is not bad. There are a lot of points in which the anime has been bad, but I enjoy myself watching the new anime. I laugh a lot more than I have in previous seasons. I find myself enjoying the spectacles portrayed on screen in ways that I haven't in other seasons, and I find myself enjoying more of the characters than I have in previous seasons. Um, To me, that is a marked improvement to something that is not a bad anime. And don't we all just need more laughter in this day and age? No. That's why people listen to the show. Yeah, that's why we that's why we are that's why we got legitimately angry at each other in the last 20 minutes. I will I, I will continue watching the Alola series. I think they're on what episode 4 now, so I'm one episode behind. Maybe episode 5. I can't remember. But I've, I've, I've been seen watching the, first the sub, so I don't know where we are. I think Disney XD is on episode 4 or 5. I'll continue watching it, but it's the same thing. Yeah, but just if you if you continue to watch it, don't expect it to be different. Just try and enjoy the jokes, enjoy the colors, enjoy the cute Pokemon, and enjoy the people. Don't expect it to. I feel be like everything you said is. would fit perfectly if you were pitching that to Will. I I'm, I, I'm I, sold. <laughs> Take my twelve dollars, Apple. I'm, I'm what buying I, in. What I'm saying, I, what I'm saying is the Pokemon anime is not geared towards the set of standards that you have towards the Pokemon anime, so you might consider adjusting your expectations. There's a lot of Haname out there. I don't know what that means. And... Yeah, just ignore that. I only got time for so much in my life. Carboys is the best anime of the year. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> don't. It's a, it's a, there's a Polygon YouTube series called Carboys that eventually oh. kind of just evolved into an anime, and I love it. It's not anime at all, but it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right. Maybe I'm watching Blue Exorcist, so uh, do recommend from Will Anderson right there. Did you maybe watch the finale, actually... Steve? No, I haven't yet. Oh! You have to watch it, and then we have to talk about it off the show. All right, good. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll probably watch it on Monday when I'm at work and not actually working. Let's actually get to Will's question now that we got the anime off the table. So this is Will from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey, Pokemon Masters and SBJ. I hope everyone is. I hope everyone's day is going great. Ah, so far, so good. It was up until about ten minutes ago. Will is my favorite. So far away from my mic, and I still maxed it out. I'm sorry, Steve. Will is my favorite, but I really love all you people. I forgot what episode, but SBJ said something. Well, here we go. (laughs) I said something. 
But but SBJ <laughs> said something really ignorant. So let me explain. Look, I am sure there's plenty of people who agree with me on the anime front. I would argue that most of our listeners don't watch the anime for the reason for the same reasons I I do. I think you're certainly correct on the point that people agree with you. I think you're correct on the point that the majority of our listeners don't watch the anime. But I would say that if someone has the same opinion of you, regardless of whether or not they're in the majority, they are incorrect. I, w- I would not say that. <laughs> I would say that people like Can different things. Can we get things. to Will's question, please? No, we're now we're, we got to go off the rails before we get to Will. I will nah, just say Let's that, just get the that I have high standards for what I want my Pokemon, anime or not anime. I forgot what episode SPJ said something about how mid-tier Pokemon don't get any love. I think Wartortle was an example. I hate that these Pokemon get overlooked so often. I was thinking, why don't they give a middle evolution a mega form? Give me a mega metapod. Give me a mega Celo. Do you have any other ideas on how the middle evolution tiers can get, mo- can get hype and used in the games? Because Eviolite clearly is not doing that. Eviolite is clearly not doing that. Thanks for all the hard work. Will from Knoxville, Tennessee. I mean, Eviolite is doing all right. Right? Like, Porygon 2 is one of the most important Pokemon in the meta, and that's because of Eviolite. So, I mean, Porygon 2 gets usage uh, way more than Porygon Z. So, to some extent, Eviolite's doing its job, but it only does its job for Pokemon that are already uh, have the stat and move pool to be uh, bulky walls. So, you only get stuff like Chansey, Porygon 2, using it generally. I, I, I don't... I don't know that you're really going to... I don't know that any, like, real solution to this is going to be satisfying. Because even if you go to the Porygon 2 example, now it's just like, okay, Porygon 2 is the one that's better than Porygon Z. So now it's just, oh, okay, so for that line, it's just everyone cares about this one and not that one. So the way Pokemon works is, like, one Pokemon in a line is going to be better than all the others, and that's the one that gets usage uh with the exception of pokemon with split evolutions and i'm not gonna cry too many tears for all of um you know all of the like uh quilladins of the world that aren't getting use like it's kind of just the nature of the way the game is structured to me well so you've got to understand what the purpose of the middle evolutions are and I would say that their purpose is when you are playing the story, right? Their purpose is not for competitive. Their purpose is so that when you're playing the story, it maintains your interest as you're at the midpoint of the story, that you're not just using that first evolution for 30 or 40 levels. It's like you hit level 20, you hit level 25. Oh, hey, I've got a new Pokemon to keep me going for a little while longer. You know, and so you got that interest. It's something you're working through as part of the story um and i think that's literally their only purpose that they're they're not intended to be competitive they're not intended to be an end game type pokemon um and they just sort of are in there to carry you through so that you have something different to work with as you keep going through the story that's why i actually feel like in later generations there's been fewer of them just because people rush through the story so fast, they don't need that midpoint to sort of maintain interest and say, ooh, what am I going to have in the middle? All right, and then what am I going to have at the end? It's kind of like, well, I'm already 
working towards an endgame Pokemon. I don't really care about what comes before it anymore. I hadn't thought about that trend. I'd be interested to see. Are, do you know for a fact that that's the case, that they have fewer middle evolutions now than they did in previous generations? Well, in all the time I just spent <laughs> completing my mm, you know it intimately. Pokedex. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, have, I hadn't I thought mean, about it's that. Very anecdotal, but they, you know, literally towards the end of the Pokedex there, the only triple evolution is Vanillite to Vanillux. But, you know, you have to think, like, the majority of the ones towards the end there even are, like, Snubble to Gramble, Gastrodon. Well, actually, but you can't even get those. You have to breed those to... Those aren't new Pokemon, the though. Basics. I would... I huh? would. Those aren't new Pokemon, though. Like, if All you're right, gonna... so... If you're going to say Pokemon, that, like, who has three evolutions besides Picky Peck? Vikavolt. All right, that's another one. But okay, so these are your carry through the story ones. But are you getting tons and tons of triple evolution ones, or are you sort of your is the glut of the Pokedex mostly two evolutions at most? We'll have to do a scientific study of this and get back to it. I mean, I would say that not all Pokemon are built to be competitive. Like, look at something like Corsola. Like definitely not going to see any competitive action. If you, if if Pokemon wanted to honor middle evolutions, they could do a tournament, an official tournament where you could only use middle evolutions. I feel That'd like be they, fun. I feel like they might have done something like that in the past. Uh, I know in the TCG they had the tournament where you could only use cards that could evolve into something. You could never do final evolutions. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Bound Suite, by the way, also has three evolutions. The other thing they could do is just make more items like Eviolite. Just make them do different things and only apply to non-fully evolved Pokemon. I don't know, what, what are the rules for Eviolite? If it evolves... If it has the capability to evolve, its defense and special defense increase by a factor of, I believe, 1.5 times? Yeah. Yeah, if it's holding Eviolite, obviously. Yeah, so the same thing. If it evolves, you know, double it. If it evolves, but you haven't evolved it, double its speed. Jangmo O also has three evolutions, or two more, however you want to say that. I, an Eviolite for speed would be very interesting. You'd get a lot of, like, I, I feel like that would get you a lot of, uh, like, you would have uh, Murkrow with Eviolite because it gets Prankster. So you'd have a, a lot of these, like, uh, support Pokemon. Because, I mean, obviously they their offensive stats are probably not going to be as good as their evolved form, but maybe their ability or move pool supportive of, of some sort of uh, support set. That'd be interesting. Or I guess you wouldn't yeah. do it with Murkrow. No, who am I kidding? It already has Prankster. Stop listening to me. No one should listen to me ever. <laughs> but more, more items like that <laughs> would help without like changing Pokemon or, or whatnot. If you just introduced two more items that are similar to how Eviolite acts, I think that would help. Alolan Golem also has three. Dude, you're just going through the Pokedex, and this is still not a scientific study here. Hey, I'm just pointing out the threes, because Pikapek and whatever other one was the only ones we could think of. Uh, Next email is from Lindsay from Dallas, Texas. Hello, super effective cast. I am a fairly new listener, having found this podcast only a month ago, and I'm really enjoying the the few episodes I've listened to so far. It's rekindled well, I'm my sorry, love- now you have to be introduced to me. <laughs> I've re- it's rekindled my love for Pokemon as I fell out of the loop not long after the beginning of Generation 2. And it has brought 
a memory back to me that I haven't thought of in years. Back when Pokemon was still new to the U.S., I had brought my Game Boy Color and my copy of Pokemon Blue to school to play during our breaks between classes, not realizing that I made another kid upset only days before and thus having them steal my Game Boy and erase my file, which would which normally wouldn't Oof. have been a big deal. It just meant I got to play Pokemon a game. Except it also erased my Mewtwo, which at the time could only be attained by obtained through attending a tournament. Maybe a Mew? I feel like Mew. It would have been Mew because you could get Mewtwo in Cerulean Cave. Cerulean yeah, Cave? Is that the cave? Yes. That Mewtwo is in? I think so. Yeah, definitely Mew, but who knows. Needless to say, this memory still saddens me knowing that I'll never get my Mewtwo back again. My question for all of you is, have you ever had a saved file lost or corrupted and lost a Pokemon you may never have gotten back? Lindsay. My answer is no. In a manner of speaking, yes. The what I can't remember if it was my cartridge for silver or my cartridge for crystal. I believe it was my uh I think it was the silver cartridge that I Lost and never saw again, and had a lot of Pokemon I cared about on it. Um, generation 2 was uh, the only generation for which I had every game. I had gold, silver, and crystal, and uh, pretty much all of my favorite Pokemon were on whichever cartridge it was that I ended up losing, so that was a bummer. Uh, yeah, kind of similar story to Travis. I lost my copy of Pokemon Blue well after I outgrown Pokemon, but... I had I had all the Pokemon. Uh, it was the only game I got the little, like, trainer certificate for completing your Pokedex. Uh, and when I actually started caring about Pokemon again, I went to look for it, and I couldn't find it. And I found my sister's copy of Pokemon Red, which should have been in the same place as my copy. But, yeah, I have to this day, I've never found my copy of Blue. Not that it would matter, because you can't transfer those Pokemon anyways. Uh, it would just be nice to have the physical cartridge still, since that's where at least it started for me. Um, my sister, Sarah, she had a copy of uh, Platinum that she like dropped in a puddle of water on like a table or something, or like a spill happened, and that damaged her cartridge. So uh, she lost all her Pokemon that way, and that was kind of like, that almost like ended her Pokemon career, where she was like, well... I put all this work into this game, and now it's all gone. I guess uh, I'm just going to play something else. Yeah, it's it's a bummer when stuff like that happens. Uh, Richard writes in from Santa, Bar- Santa Barbara, California. Hi, SBJ and crew. I am playing through Omega Ruby right now, and I have grown quite attached to my Lunoon, which is my HM Mon, who also gives me gifts through her ability, and my Parasect, Parasect that also knows Spore and False Swipe, Helps me fill out my Pokedex. This has got me wondering about non-combat uses for Pokemon in the main series game. My question is, do you all have any favorite utility Pokemon or utility Pokemon that you used have become, that you've used become attached to? Cheers, Richard. Well, I could say I have in Pokemon X and Y, I have a Vivalon that I was using for Compound Eyes and Thief, which if you guys aren't aware, 
if there's a particular held item that wild Pokemon might have, uh, they're holding it. Compound Eyes raises the percentage chance that you will come across a wild Pokemon that's holding that item, and then Thief allows you your Vivillon to take that item from them so that that item then becomes part of your inventory. And I just enjoyed that mechanic so much that I, I really grew attached to that little Vivillon there. Um, unfortunately, in Alola, you have to do that with a Butterfree, and I did it once and put the Butterfree back in the box. <laughs> I needed a metal coat. I mean, I would have the same answers as most people, right? I would say stuff like uh, Bee Barrel. I think a more interesting a- answer would be to say my Volcarona in Generation 5, given that it had access to Flame Body and the ability to fly. So that was before your Gen 6 isn't in your Talon Flames. So instead, the or maybe it was uh, whatever the other one is, Magma, whatever, that makes eggs hatch faster. But the ability to fly to a place where I could go straight for a long period of time to hatch an egg and then uh, also have the ability that cuts egg hatching time in half, and then then having that both on the same Pokemon so I'm not taking up two slots for those abilities was great. I don't have any HM Pokemon that I have grown attached to. I was one of the... Yeah, that doesn't seem like your style. Yeah, no. I uh, was very excited when that that stuff went away (laughs) in in Sun and Moon. Uh, I do have a quick aside story, because... Because they mentioned that they had a a Parasect with False Swipe and Spore, and that's what they used to catch Pokemon. Irene, uh, another Irene story here. It's not as good as the Dreamsicle story of last week. If you if you made it through house cleaning and you were blessed with the Dreamsicle story, uh, not as good as that story. But Irene has a Smeargle with False Swipe and a couple other moves that would matter when you're chaining pokemon sos battling is what it's called and she ran out of false swipes and didn't have anything to replenish the moves and she was panicking because she was sos battling and she wanted to catch she finally got the pokemon she wanted to catch she was so scared to knock it out uh and she didn't have any false swipes left and i said you know you could just throw the pokeball and she was like, but I haven't done any damage to it. It's like, it still has full health. And I look, I sighed and I was like, it, it doesn't matter. Just so throw naive. the Pokeball. And she just threw a regular Pokeball and caught it instantly. <laughs> and then I just, I was just like, in the future, just throw Pokeballs. Don't even bother attacking it because that whole mechanic in the game is so broken. Yep. Last email I have here is from Mason. From Tiffin, Ohio. I have never heard of that place. Tiffin? Nah, don't know it. No? All right. Writes, hello, Pokemon Podcast. This is my first time writing in. I'm sure you've heard that many times before, so whatever. I write asking three questions. Should you have time for it? By the way, my favorite is the person who likes Pokemon, so discuss that among yourselves. <laughs> that's Will. We, all, we can all agree on that. That's Will. Yeah. Although I would say that I spend more time with Pokemon than Will does. Oh, good God. We've had enough arguments (laughs) on this show. So maybe it's me. Uh, Number one, I've started doing research in order to get into competitive play, but something something I've noticed on Smogon whenever I'm trying to look up sets for particular Pokemon, I often see that Eevee spreads are towards the stats they already have an excess of, 
i.e. our canine has full 252 towards speed and attack? Why is this? Why not put them into stats that could use a boost already? It would make them so much more balanced. Do you want to answer this yeah. question before I uh, do the next two? I can, I can tackle this one. Yeah, it might seem intuitive that you want to shore up a Pokemon's weaknesses in that sense. Uh, it does make a lot of intuitive sense. But when you're talking about the actual uh, execution of those strategies, you'll end up finding that what the ideal Pokemon is not one that can do can be a jack of all trades. Instead, you want an ace of one specific thing. Uh, you want to be able to have a Pokemon that is specifically capable of knocking out a specific threat. So maybe your team has trouble with Ferrothorn. So you want to make sure you have a Pokemon in it that has the uh, the capability to take out Ferrothorn in one hit. But uh, to do so, you'll need to invest all of your EVs uh, into uh, attack and speed to make sure that you outspeed the things that are, that are important and you're able to one-hit KO that Ferrothorn with whatever Pokemon you're using. Conversely, if you're on the other side of that argument and you're the one running the Ferrothorn, you want to make sure that your Ferrothorn, uh, because it's already a very defensive Pokemon, you want to make sure that you are killed in one hit by the fewest things possible, because Ferrothorn's job is to sit there, uh, deal some damage with iron barbs, maybe a rocky helmet if you're getting uh, uh, super annoying, and just sit there with leech seeds. So you want to, um, so you're not really interested in, in making offensive attacks, you just want to survive as long as possible so that you can whittle down your opponent's offenses. So you wind up with an incentive to make the already offensive Pokemon more offensive so that um, they can deal with defensive Pokemon, and you wind up with defensive Pokemon that are as defensive as possible to deal with uh, the hyper-offensive ones. And surely, uh, of course, there are exceptions to this, but that's uh, generally how uh, the game ends up functioning. If you were to have um, uh, a Pokemon, say, like uh, Glalie, before Mega Evolution was available, that was a Pokemon that had 80 in each of its base stats, so it's similar to the legendary Pokemon, or mythical Pokemon, I suppose, like Mew or Celebi that have 100 in each of its stats, uh, Glalie did not get used at all, even though you would think, uh, sure, 80 is not at a super high stat, but at least it's balanced, so it can do a lot of things. Well, turns out, if you can do a lot of things okay, you might as well just pick a Pokemon who can do that thing you want it to do uh, super well. You're always picking a Pokemon to fill a specific role, and you're always going to end up picking a Pokemon that excels at that one role over a Pokemon that is just okay at it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, um, to simplify everything that you just said, just ask yourself the question, why make a mediocre Pokemon less mediocre? Why not take a great Pokemon and make it greater? Yeah, there was one... There you have it. <laughs> there was... The, like Travis said, there's exceptions to that. At the 2012 VGC Nationals, there was a Zeb Strika with a very weird EV spread that allowed it to survive stuff, but also, like, it survived almost everything it was weak to, but it was also still fast enough where it outsped everything. And I don't know what that exact EV spread was, but. Like Mason said, I mean, VGC, when VGC is a wild world, right? Because <laughs> VGC is, you've got weird stuff like Trick Room and you've got 
uh, oddities like, uh, I mean, the fact that you're dealing with two Pokemon on each side mean things tend to be bulkier generally, at least in, in certain versions of the VGC metagame. So, like, VGC you'll end up with just out-of-this-world EV spreads and weird stuff like um, before the meta really settles down, you'll have this weird speed creep thing where, like, a Pokemon... If, like, early in the meta, uh, Alolan Marowak was used, like, all the time. Uh, and it's still an important Pokemon. Um, but I think it got more usage early than it does now. And before people really figured out what EV spread to use on it, it would be, like, uh, people would give it a lot of bulk, but then, like, a tiny bit of speed. So it would outspeed other Alolan Marowak. And then people would be like, well, if people are putting four EVs in speed, I'm going to put in eight. And then people, I'm going to put in 12. And then it just ends up being this weird race to the bottom where <laughs> you end up with these really fast Alolan Marowak when Alolan Marowak has terrible speed. And so the only thing it outspeeds is itself, and then everyone gets to max speed Alolan Marowak, and that's a terrible thing that doesn't work on anything. Um, and then people revert to, okay, I might as well just do a bulky Alolan Marowak. And then it again. restarts so v- where somebody goes, oh, <laughs> everyone went back to bulky. I'm just going to put four in now. It's it's a VGC is a wild, wild world. Uh, number two on Mason's question list, which is your least favorite type minus fairy, which I realize I may get hate for, but I'll stick to my opinion. I think I've said this before. Mine is normal. I don't think normal should exist. I like normal a lot. Fairy and Ice are my two favorites. Ice being my favorite, second favorite being Fairy. Although they said least favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ah, fire. (laughs) It's just an animal that's on fire. Wow, creative. You take an animal and you make it on fire. Cool. I like fire type a lot. Um, It's a tough question. There's like so many types out there, but probably flying. Flying nah. is a good answer. Flying would be way better if they got rid of normal. Not everything was normal flying. Ugh. It's the worst. But then but then it makes Tornadus not special. Tornadus is cool because it's just flying. <laughs> the only one. Uh, third question. If you lived in any region, any town in the region, spinoff games included, which would it be? I am tied between Saffron and Goldenrod. Thanks for taking my email into consideration. Mason. Ooh, any town, any region? I think I've answered this before, um, but I'm going to change. I want to move to Opelucid City. Travis? If I can move to any city in the Pokemon world? Is that what the question was? Yeah. Ah! Uh, I mean, I would probably pick one of the big cities. I would probably pick... Ah, uh, Lumios would be cool. Alright. Sure. I, li- I like uh, city life rather than, you know, your smaller town life. Yeah. Hmm, Goldenrod has the train, which is pretty cool. Trains are cool, correct. I might go Celadon, because they have the gambling center. And they have the bike path off it. And it's close to that intersection that connects the other four towns. Yeah, I'll go with Celadon. It also has a mall. That wasn't too hard. Uh, Last email we'll do here. I don't know if I said that last time. Last email we'll do here is Sam writes in for Pack South. Titled Pack South. Hey, SBJ and crew, it's your boy Sam. I am writing in to ask you if you guys are going to Pack South in San Antonio next year. If you are, that would be my only reason to come since I live in Middle Lothian, Texas. Man, all these Mid- places. Middle Lothian. Okay. Do you know where that one is, Will? 
No, I just know how to pronounce it. Okay, all right. Which is five to six hours away from San Antonio. Of course, my parents would make me mow the lawn for the rest of 2017, but I, to actually meet you guys would be totally worth it. I'd rather meet you guys than buy Switch or Pokemon Stars. Well, I mean, those are probably going to be the same games as uh, Gen 7. I love the show and I cannot wait for Season 3 of Mythical to be released uh, because I love Meepo so much. That's all you, Travis. Sorry for the long email. Sam, P.S., please give a shout-out to my hometown of Texas. A shout-out given. Meepo is more Greg than me. Nah, Meepo's all you. It wouldn't be I'm, Meepo I, if I just it wasn't to play for your character. Aunt. <laughs> True. Meepo's 100% you. Uh, oh. uh, 40% me. <laughs> we applied for PAX West, which is September 1st through the the fourth or fifth if i'm not mistaken uh and so hopefully we can get into that and go to that i know uh all three of us were at pax east east and i think that was uh very successful overall i know travis went on record saying they don't they don't like uh they don't like conventions so uh, i mean i didn't i didn't i didn't like pax specifically like i don't think i would ever really like a gaming convention like a board game or video game convention that's uh, even though i like both of those things like that in a convention setting isn't very exciting to me i would i mean that doesn't mean i wouldn't still do a a panel at a pax if we were at one it just means I'll, yeah i'll mope for a bit the rest of the day <laughs> the nice thing about so i went to pax in san antonio the very first year it set up and the nice thing about that is it's very cheap to fly to Texas for some odd reason, uh, whereas flying to Seattle is is really expensive every year. Like I've been watching ticket prices ever since January, and they're they have not gone down yet. And this little app keeps telling me like keep waiting, it'll go down. So I don't know if if it's doable to do like three packs a year. Um, but now that PAX South is growing and I definitely want to go to San Antonio again, cause that city is just beautiful. Um, I would love to go, but we'd have to play by ear, uh, after, after PAX West and, and who's, who knows they could completely be possible. PAX is just like, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we have better panels and better podcasts and uh, better events that we want to have instead of instead of it super effective. That's totally possible. But you know, if if, if the Patreon still does okay and and people are still listening to the show, uh, and you know, more Pokemon games get released and stuff, and we'll have stuff to talk about, uh, I will for sure apply for Pack South and let you guys know. Uh, right now, though, we're just waiting on if Pack West is going to accept us or not. So, uh, great question, though. Thank you. Yeah, I know we have a lot of um, cool listeners in San Antonio that I would love to go and visit. So yeah, that would be a plus for me. The other thing that I think we've talked about this before to take in consideration is just like we all work 40 hours. Like we all have jobs and they can only give us so many days off a year. And sometimes I want a week off that isn't at a convention not that i don't like i love conventions uh but they are not like relaxing in any sense it, it's it's really a balance of time when it comes to stuff like that and with travis going to canada 
I don't know how flying works. Not only flying it'll across. Be, it'll just <laughs> be more that's ex- a given. It'll just be more expensive. But yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that's not going to be. I mean, I'm loaded. No, that's not true at all. But I mean, like, it's not going to be loaded the, in Canadian. The, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the, the coin is called. I freaked out when Carly told yeah, me what it was called. Yeah, you got called. your loonies. You got your tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The loonies and tunes. I thought she was lying. So well, I looked at no, real thing. That's true. But but the simple answer is that the forward thrust created by either the jets or the propeller on the airplane generate lift under the wings, oh, and that I see. causes the plane mm, to go upwards. Interesting. That's how flying works. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but we'll play it by ear. Pack South is, is, is quite a while away. Uh, we still have a backlog of emails. Um, we're catching up. But if you have any email, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can shoot those over to sbj at pkmncast.com or pokemonpodcast.com slash or slash contact I guess works or just hit the contact button at the top of the page either way I am going to throw it over to Travis they're going to indulge your ears for Pokemon of the week yeah our set this week comes from oh yeah I was supposed to say what Pokemon it is the Pokemon this week for Pokemon of the week is Vanillux, my second favorite Pokemon of all time behind Piloswine. It's Vanillux with uh, an Iceum Z or an Assault Vest. It's going to be the same set either way. It's just the Assault Vest is going to give you more bulk, and the Iceum Z is going to give you the ability to uh, take out a large target you wouldn't otherwise have the power to do. The ability is Snow Warning. That's an ability like... Drizzle and drought, where it will cause rain to, uh, sorry, not rain, it will cause a weather effect to appear when the Pokemon is set in. In the case of snow warning, that will be hail. The nature is going to be timid, and then your EVs are going to be 252 in special attack and 252 in speed with 4 in HP. The move set is going to be blizzard, freeze dry, flash cannon and then either Icy Wind or Protect. If you're running Protect, you won't want to put the Assault Vest on there. The description Kevin gives you is, The best thing about Vanillix is its ability, which sets up Hail automatically. This gives a great advantage on Blizzard, as it will never miss. Freeze Dry hits Water Types. Uh, that's another move that's really interesting, so if listeners don't know, Freeze Dry is an Ice-type move, but it is super effective against Water Types. That's its special effect. Um, and then Flash Cannon uh, hurts fairies. Protect is a great move for the last slot, uh, but alternatively, Icy Wind hits both opponents, which is nice, uh, as does Blizzard, but the thing about Icy Wind is it also lowers the speed of the targets by one stage, which can be very useful in certain circumstances. The thing about Vanillux is it's really competing for its slot with Ninetales, because Ninetales also has the ability Snow Warning, and also is going to be wanting to spam Blizzard over and over again. So the thing that sets the two of them apart, um, Ninetales is generally going to be faster, and Vanillux has a little more, uh, and Ninetales has a better move pool, frankly, but Vanillux has more special attack, so is able to one-hit KO a few more things than is Ninetales. Alolan Ninetales, that is. The other thing I would add is that if you wanted to do things a little bit differently than the set Kevin mentioned, you can basically run the same moves uh, with the exception of Protect and give it a Choice Scarf. 
and then you can outspeed a lot of common threats and one hit KO. Um, a lot of things, you know, your your guard tromps of the world, things like that. There's a lot of things that are four times weak to ice. So being able to have a, a choice scarfed blizzard from uh, Vanillux with 100% accuracy, pretty great. So either choice scarf, ICMZ, assault vest. You got a lot of item options there. You're definitely going to do snow warning as the ability, and then that move set's pretty great too. If you get a shiny, uh, Vanillux has a disappointing shiny. Uh, shiny Vanillux is just more blue than it is ice color. White. Nah. Like that watered-down blue. Oh, it's more of a deeper blue, is what I would say. Yes. Yeah, and the the shiny is more of a sky blue. Only one bit of trivia here is, according to Game Freak, Vanillix and its evolutionary relatives were created by James Turner. You guys are probably like, who is James Turner? He's a British the graphic designer. The first American design. to design... Oh, British, dang. British first Westerner graphic. to design... Uh, first Westerner to design Pokemon. Uh, currently works at Game Freak. In 2010, he became the first Westerner to officially design Pokemon. Uh, Turner designed seven Pokemon for Black and White, and two for Pokemon X and Y, and two for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Here is the list. Oh, it's a good list, too. Vanillite, Vanillish, Vanillux. Gallet, Golurk, Volibi, Mandibuzz, Phantump, Trevenant, Buzzwall, and Guzzlord. Guzzlord. I like so many of those Pokemon. Yeah, they're all really great. He's a really good looking guy, too. (laughs) Mm, Thank you, Internet. Vanillix may be a combination of Vanilla and Deluxe. And there you go. I I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. (laughs) No, no, not at all. All right, a little bit of house cleaning before we go. I have changed some Patreon rewards around. There is a replaced an old $25 tier with a new $25 tier. So if you are in the old tier, uh, please, please make the switch to the new one. Uh, you'll get all the same benefits, but the new one will ask for your address and you do get some new benefits that involves uh, me mailing stickers and stuff to you. And... Yeah, so if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash it's super effective, I-T-S-S-U-P-E-R-E-F-F-E-C-T-I-V-E. That is your spelling lesson for the day. I don't have any good dreamsicle stories or anything to end with this time. Uh, Travis, Aww. Will, you got anything? Travis, what's uh, your, you got a new season of your show? Uh, yeah, well, we haven't launched season two of Very Random Encounters yet, but we are... Uh, what we're airing right now is a one-shot we recorded with uh, Sean McCoy of the podcast Tuesday Night Games and also the you know just the game company. The We're playing a game called Monster of the Week, which is based on stuff like Supernatural, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, you know, your Scooby-Doo's, you know, any any serial TV show, Twin Peaks to some extent, that's coming out today, holy cow. Um, any TV show that's that's based on, like, or X-Files, definitely, that has, like, a monster of the week that appears and terrorizes things. We played an RPG called Monster of the Week that's based on shows like that. Um, the way Very Random Encounters works is every time we play a new game, there is absolutely no continuity with older games. So you can certainly start with the first episode of our Monster of the Week special. Um, and then in a few weeks, we'll have season two, and you can totally start there as well. The way the show works is we randomly determine as many things as possible. That includes our characters' names, the places we're in, the villains, their motivations, 
other very strange things. Uh, it sort of inverts the idea of role-playing games as a power fantasy, because very little is within the control of our characters. It ends up being a really wacky, fun time. Very random encounters. It's on iTunes and any place you're going to get a podcast. Awesome, awesome. I suppose, Will, you can... you Do you want to pimp your podcast? I mean, we're up to episode uh, 60 so far. We'll be recording episode 61 this week. So we have literally recorded an episode a week uh, for the past little more than a year about Cardfight Vanguard. It's called Drive Check. It's one of the best Cardfight Vanguard podcasts (laughs) you can find because there's only two. Are you still playing every week? (laughs) Playing Vanguard? Yeah. Well, when I'm not recording podcasts about Pokemon, I certainly am. I yeah, No, I play with friends and stuff, yes. And I actually recently started playing a new, um, what we call in Vanguard clan, a new deck. So that's been an interesting adventure for me. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review in iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. You can follow Travis on Twitter at the Travis W. You can follow Will on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. And you can follow me on Twitter at dragging a lake. Otherwise, I think that's it. I think we're good. I think everything is settled. The dust is cleared. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super perka fluviatilis. 